Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. Well, my goal today is to magnify the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want to uh, lift Him up. I want to magnify them because without them, we can do nothing. And so that's a good thing. There is, um, I was reading a book, and there was a phrase that caught my it was a kind of a testimonial book, but there was a phrase in there. It was uh, someone that had been a Jehovah Witness that had received Christ and, and um, other things. But uh, he said this. He says, uh, is your religion spelled with two words or four words? Or, I'm sorry, two letters or four letters? That's a question we need to ask ourselves. Is your religion D-O do, or is your religion D-O-N-E, done? Jesus Christ is our wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Jesus Christ opened the door for us to come into the presence of the Father. You know, we don't have to come in the back door. We don't have to come in the back door. We don't have to worry about whether the Father's going to receive us. We're already received. The Bible says to come boldly before the throne room of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He doesn't worry about if you have a need. He doesn't worry about if you stumble. He doesn't worry about it because he's already taken care of it. He's already done it. And all we need to do is realize that and receive and appropriate what he's already done. He is your wisdom. How many of you feel like you need wisdom? Well, he is your wisdom. How many of you feel like, oh, I wish I was more righteous? He is your righteousness. How many of you wish he, uh, you're more sanctified? Well, what's sanctified? Well, you're set apart for, you, for the use of God. God has set you apart. You know, you're not on the outside looking in. You're on the inside. You are an insider. When we, uh, when we moved here, we were Oshlanders. You're outsiders, you know, but now in the kingdom, I'm an insider because I'm sanctified. I'm set apart by God. I'm pulled into his kingdom for his honor and his glory, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. I'm redeemed. I've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. I've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, filled with the Holy Ghost I am. All my sins are washed away. I've been redeemed. You can talk about me <laughs> as much as you please. Anyway, I forgot about that song. Oldie but goodie. Hallelujah. It's funny, uh, when they play the classic rock, I think, man, that, 
That reminds me of the songs I used to like. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, we're not talking about rock today. We're talking about the rock. Hallelujah. Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I started talking last week, uh, and I only didn't get very far, but I wanted to talk about being empowered for 2020. And the power that I'm talking about is the power of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about uh, Nehemiah. I think it was Nehemiah. No, Nehemiah built the wall. Zachari it's in Zechariah, but Zerubbabel. That's, there we go. Zerubbabel in Zechariah. Zerubbabel was, was given a task of rebuilding a temple that was in shambles. It was really just a pile of rubble that, uh, that was called a mountain. And God, as you looked at it, it's an impossible task, but God said, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And I, uh, I had the thought this morning, God wants to turn your mountain into a temple. What's, what is your mountain? What is the mess in your life? What is messing you up? Maybe you say, I'm a mess. Well, the Bible says your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost, so he wants to rebuild. He wants to do in you. Hallelujah. But anyway, as I thought about this, I thought, well, you know, some things, uh, sometimes we just think it's just going to happen but the reality is, is God, Jesus, Jesus is God, by the way. Jesus gave us a few uh, thoughts on this. In Matthew chapter 5, he says, blessed are those who hunger. Let me ask you a question. Do you hunger for what God has? Blessed are those who hunger, for they shall be what? They'll be filled. Blessed are those who hungered. So many times we're filled, we are so full of stuff that we're not even hungry for the things of God. Usually on game days and um, holidays, by the end of the day, I'm thinking, I don't even need to eat tomorrow. But then tomorrow comes. And there we start the cycle all over again. But blessed are those who hunger and thirst for what? For righteousness. For righteousness. For they shall be filled. Uh, well, one thing we know, we have received the gift of righteousness, but do you want righteousness around you? Do you want righteousness in your home? Do you want righteousness in your attitude? Do you want righteousness in your speech? Do you want righteousness to prevail wherever you go. We, uh, we talked about this before, but we sometimes set an atmosphere for God to move into. We set an atmosphere. God inhabits the praises of, our peop uh, of his people. So when we are praising him, when we are worshiping him, we create a vacuum that sucks God in. 
And when he comes in, the other stuff goes out. You know, so many times we're, all, we're so worried about getting the bad stuff out, but God says, bring me in. Jesus said this, he said, you are clean because of the word I've spoken unto you. Well, those were the disciples. Those were the apostles. Those were the guys that were arguing as to who was the greatest <laughs> just before Jesus went to the cross. <laughs> Oh, they were real spiritual giants, weren't they? It gives us hope, doesn't it? <laughs> Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Am I hungry for what, for not just the, the, what he gives me, not just for the benefits, not just for for what he can give me, but am I hungry for the king? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. If I seek the king, I receive the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. The problem is that sometimes we seek the things that will be added instead of the king. God says, just seek me and the things will come. You know, I used, I'll tell you what, there's some verses in the Bible I just didn't like. I just have to be honest with you. You know, uh, I did, never did really like, that's why I never preached on it much, but uh, the one where it says, uh, you know, unless you lay down your life, you will lose it. Well, your flesh never wants to lay down its life. No, 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 no. But I am but but I discover that as I lay down my will, my own self, as I lay myself down and give God the first place, then I have more of a life. Have you ever told somebody to get a life? I have. Get a life. Well, how do I get a life? By by allowing him to have first place in my life. If I lay my life down, then I open the door for him to come in. Yeah. Well, there's, an, uh, there's a psalm that says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory will come in. Well, I see a bunch of heads around here. Let's lift them up. Reminds me of Ron Canoli. Lift him up. His name be lifted higher. Lift him. Well, lift up your head. If you lift up your head, then you'll be able to lift, be, uh, lift up your heads, you guys, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. Remember those old uh, medieval movies? Uh, uh, sometimes the, the gate went up. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock, so he wants your head lifted up, he wants your heart open, so he can come in. The king of glory shall come in. The king of glory. Man, you know what? We don't really... We don't really... I don't think we've really absorbed 
all of what God wants to give us. He, the king of glory shall come. And I, I, there's been a few times where the power of the, of the Lord has just overwhelmed me. That's the best way I can put it. And I didn't get, well, I kind of got weird. But it just overwhelmed me to the place to where I couldn't stop laughing. And this was before Toronto. Some of you, well, what's Toronto? There was this holy laughter that came. This was like back in 78, no, no, it'd be around 80, around 80. I was just sitting on my Sit, sitting on my love seat, minding my own business. I was praying. I had my head on my head like this. And all of a sudden, this, this is like this warmth. This joy just kind of just started at my head and just went all the way through my body. Man. that I didn't ask for it. I wasn't praying for it. God just did it. Because I... I was open. I opened myself up. Open myself. God wants to do more for you than what you. God wants to do more for you than what really sometimes we allow Him. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and and all these things shall be added unto you. This is this is another one I tried to rearrange a little bit. The Lord told us when we moved here that you're going to be ministering to the poor. And so I said, yeah, that's right, Lord, the poor in spirit. I think he really meant poor. Because <laughs> that's what all we, got, that's all we could get were the poor. And they were poorer than us, and that was, that was bad. But you know what? Sometimes you're poor because of your decisions you make. There was a guy that came to my house. He was complaining complaining about how poor he was and how he couldn't do and, and And we looked at his figures, and he made three times more than we did. I'm thinking, what? What? What's your problem? <laughs> but anyway, we're not going there. <laughs> Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Are you poor in spirit? Do you need God? Do you have a, do you have a need for God or, or do you just call on Him uh, when it really gets bad? I'll tell you what, you really need Him because sometimes you don't know how bad it can get and you're already in the midst of it before you know it's that bad. But if I, if I go after him, if I, if I make myself available to him, then he's always, well, he's always available. We just have to open the door. Oh, here's another one. Boy, this one used to really bother me. You know, work out your own salvation <laughs> with fear and trembling. How can I work out something I don't have? You can't work something out if you don't have it in you. 
So in other words, you've got it in you. You've got salvation in you. You've got the Holy Spirit in you. You've got the Word of God in you. You've got the fruit of the Spirit in you. Now start working it so that it will come out and manifest on the outside instead of being locked up on the inside. You know, we're told to cast out devils, but sometimes God's imprisoned in us. So we've got to tell, come out! so that he can be manifested in our lives. And not only just our lives, but so other people can see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, let's, let's go to uh, Luke chapter 11. Oh, it's wonderful when, it, when technology just works. Sometimes you turn it on, it's gone somewhere else. Brother Hagin, you say, you're still here or you gone home? Well, it's home, so. So we're talking, right now at this point, I'm talking about desiring the Holy Spirit, asking, asking for the Lord to manifest in our lives so that we can be empowered in 2020. You can either be empowered by flesh or empowered by the Spirit. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Well, let's start in verse 9, Luke 11. He says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now, with that, in reading that, we need to understand that he just, when he says, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Thank you, Jesus. Knock and keep on knocking. As we do that, you know, it just, yeah, how, how many of you have been filled, filled with spirit? Been filled with spirit? Okay. How many, after a while, you felt like where did to go? Where'd you go? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, I'm not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not questioning whether you were filled with the Spirit, but do you know that we leak? Do you know that, do you know that we, what well, the Scripture says in Ephesians, it says, that we are to be filled with the Spirit, speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord because it's a continual seeking. A continual seeking. I'm not just going to get one dose of the Holy Ghost and, oh, hallelujah. No, I need Him more. I was going to say this. I'm a little late on it. But if you sense the Spirit moving on you, just raise your hand for a moment, and if I see it, then I'm just going to ask for God to give you more. Okay? Very simple. Now I want to go down to verse 13. He says, if you... Th Why don't you read verse 11 and 12? Because I want to get to 13. <laughs> if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father... Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. 
I have been I have been saved. I have been filled with the Holy Spirit, but I still ask for more. I still need him more. I still need the power of the Holy Spirit more. I still need to hear his voice. Do you know that the Holy Spirit can keep you out of trouble? If you will open your ears to him and listen to what he says, he could he can uh let he can move you to a place where you will avoid some trouble. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know how we got here, Melody and I? The Holy when we were in Kansas City, I was pastoring a church. And the Holy Spirit said to me, well, first of all, he said to me one night, he said, and this is in a church service, he said, you're released from this place. And then I was driving down the road, I-70, and I looked over and I saw these storage, storage bins, you know. And the Spirit said, put your stuff in storage and go to the Northeast. Joel, how old was Joel? a year old, and Rebecca was just a little bit old, just turned three. Put your stuff in storage. You got a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a wife, and a Datsun B210. <laughs> At least it was paid for. And go to the Northeast. Well, I thought the Northeast was up in the New England states. That was my idea. And then, you know, I said, okay, Lord, you know, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to say something to Melody. <laughs> and she was doing dishes or something. And the Lord spoke to her and said, put your stuff in storage and move to the Northeast. Right, right. I was kind of trying to shorten it. And so I forget which one of us said, somebody said, you know, I had this thought. <laughs> and, it was, and it was just, bam. So we did it. Was it easy? No. We're glad we did. Hallelujah. But what we did was we were listening. We had our ear to what the Spirit was saying. Isn't that what Jesus said uh, uh, in the book of Revelation? He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God says to the churches. You know, you're part of the church, and so the Holy Spirit is still speaking, and he wants to empower you to head you in the right direction. And don't let your... You know, sometimes we hinder ourselves because we think... You didn't let me finish. That's a good, was that an anointed pause? <laughs> Sometimes we hinder ourselves because we think we're not qualified. And the most of the times we're not. But he didn't ask you to be qualified. He asked you to be obedient. If you will be obedient, he'll, he'll qualify you. You don't need a Ph.D. or BVDs. 
It took me a long time to figure that one out. Because <laughs> I never had BVDs. Anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. God wants to empower you. Amen. So, we ask. And we keep on asking. We, we, we seek and we keep on seeking. We knock and we keep on knocking. I'm not just talking about uh, a goosebump, uh, the hair raised up on the back of my head. I'm talking about I need wisdom for decisions. I need to know how to speak properly at the right time. I need to know when to open my mouth, and I need to know when to shut my mouth. How many have ever uh, spoken a word, and you wish you could have reached out and brought it back, but it's too late, too late, too late. It's gone, and you can't bring it back. But you, if you had the wisdom, if you were asking for wisdom, there would have been a check on the inside of you. Just a little check, and you say, oh, I better not say that. <laughs> that sure helps in family life, I'll tell you that. We're not just talking about big, big opportunities, but really, your family is a big opportunity. Yes. If you hear the voice of the Spirit, and the Spirit says to you, don't say that, or keep your mouth shut, or say this instead... That is so important. How can I minister to the outward when I can't minister to my house? Thank you, Jesus. Guess I better keep an eye on the clock. We're good. Game doesn't start until three anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Romans chapter three. Romans chapter uh, 8, verse 26, likewise, the Spirit helpeth, helpeth, that word help, uh, in the King James when it has E-T-H, the helpeth, it means that it is a continual action. So the Spirit just doesn't help you. The Spirit just doesn't help you when you think you need it. He is helping you all the time. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercessions, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he, Jesus, that searches the hearts, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good, to those that love God and to those that are called according to his purpose. But we don't want to just isolate that scripture. We want to be in, we want to be in sync with the Holy Spirit so that we can, because the more we are in sync with the Holy Spirit and the more we're, we're obeying him, then the more all things work together for good. God will eventually work it around for good as he, as he gets us in line. I, I had a, uh, a spiritual mentor at one time. I wanted to leave the ministry. And he said, go ahead. God will just break your leg. I didn't like that thought. 
Anyway. Sometimes it takes us longer to get to the destination that God wants us to because God wants to take us because we keep fighting. We're like Jonah. God said, go to Nineveh. And he decides to go the opposite direction to Tarsus. But you know, it would have been a lot easier for Jonah if he'd have just gone to Nineveh. But no, 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 he wanted a whale of a ride. <laughs> he was the first submariner that we know of. You know, with seaweed wrapped around his head, and in the digestive, I'm sure the digestive juices were really working on him. And how could he breathe? I don't like the smell of fish. How could he breathe? With God, all things are possible, right? I'm sure it wasn't pleasant, but he prayed. Instead of running, the first thing you need to do is pray. But we, we, make, we make it more difficult instead of just hearing what God says and doing what he says. I don't want to do that, but God knows it's better that we do it. And don't let your inferiority get in the way of what God wants to do. You want to say, I can't do that. I've never done that before. I stuttered. I stuttered, and I, every once in a while, I'll still do it. God, just remind me. You need me. He, God says, uh, I want you to uh, preach. I said, I can't preach. I stutter. He said, so does Moses. Now what's your excuse? I guess I don't have one. But you know what? I think my life would have been a lot easier if I would just quit fighting God and just do what he said. Just do what he said. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Moses' would have been, Moses's life would have been a lot better if he hadn't resisted God. God says, uh, I want you, do you hear the cries of my people? Go down there and uh, set them free. And then what did he do? He said, I can't. I can't speak. I can't talk. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do. Lord, find somebody else. How many of you ever said, Lord, here am I, send them? <laughs> send them. Man, we're not getting very far, are we? The reason he says that all things work together for good in the context there, he is bringing you into the image and likeness of his son. You know, you might, think, you might think that God is just out there to meet all your needs. And yeah, he, he said he would supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But along the way, his objective is to make you more like his son. 
Not just on the inward, because you are in him. The Bible says you are complete in him, but he doesn't want you, he doesn't want uh, Jesus hiding on the inside of you. He wants Jesus coming out of you. He wants to, he wants people to see you and see Jesus. Remember, a fellow said to me one time, he didn't see me the week before because the week before I was complaining. I was complaining because I was doing this menial task. I said, Lord, I'm supposed to be in the ministry. Sweeping floors. And he said, whatever you do in word or deed, do all things to the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. (laughs) You don't take three years to change, to repent. If God says something, just change. Bam. And the next week, a guy come up to me and said, how come you're so happy? You're always so happy. And I'm thinking, man, you didn't see me last week. I was complaining. <laughs> I said, well, I'm a Christian. I got Jesus in me. He says, well, so do I. <laughs> anyway. But the reason the Spirit is working on the inside of us is so that we can become more like Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, let's go to uh, Titus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, let's, let's wait on Titus. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. I want to uh, ask you something. When you, if I had a glass up here and it had water, and the water was about halfway... Would, what would you say? It's half full or half empty? I know, you're just pulling my leg, man. What's your perspective? Are you on the empty side? Or are you on the full side? I, a lot of times our perspective will determine what, how much we yield to the Spirit. Well, I don't have enough. Well, you got as much as everybody else has got. He says, therefore, 2 Corinthians 4, 16, therefore, do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. In other words, don't let discouragement overwhelm you. I know we're, I'm just talking to those people that are seeing me on the camera because there's nobody in here that ever gets discouraged, Right? He says, therefore, don't lose heart. Don't be discouraged. Don't be overwhelmed. He says, for even though your outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. You know, we could uh, change the words of that song to, I love him better every day to, I'm getting younger every day. Ah, yeah. I'm getting younger every day, except for the outside. I'm getting... <laughs> no, though our outward man perish, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. You know, sometimes we, we are so focused on the outward man that we don't realize that the inward man is getting stronger and stronger in him. 
He says, our inward man is renewed day by day for our light afflictions. Oh, I love this. We're not talking about today in America. We're talking about Paul in an age where he was being thrown in jail for preaching. Christians were being uh, thrown to the lions. They were cat food. He said, these are light afflictions. He says, which is but for a moment is working for us. Do you know that your trials are your paid employees? Are you paying your employees? Are you paying those who would criticize you? Thank you. You're doing me a favor. Are you, are, are you giving... I know you want to give them this. <laughs> Are you giving them their due? Thank you. Do you know some of the, some of the people that have caused me the most problems have caused me to pray more than some of you sweet people. <laughs> Believe me, I'm praying all the time anyway. I don't need you to help my prayer life. It's worth, they are working for us. Our light afflictions are working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. Do you have, a, do you have a, a, an external perspective or do you have an eternal perspective? What's God's purpose? What's God's purpose? Well, I'll tell you what, God wants you so filled with the Spirit that you are demonstrating His life, His love, His power. Jesus, do you think He felt good when He was whipped and beaten and hung on a cross with a, with a crown of thorns on His head and blood just, blood just dripping from Him, feeling like the Father had totally rejected Him? But he was moved by the Spirit to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. God wants, God wants the, the power, that's the power of the Spirit to come forth from us to be able to give, give life to those who are cursing. That's why Jesus said to bless those who curse you. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't want you to get he didn't want to get you to get into a cursing match. Well, you think that's something I can give you something better. No. Yes, you can give them something better. Thank you. Thank you. You're doing me a favor. That would probably knock them off their feet right there. He says, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen eternal are eternal. God, we want, we want the life of God, the zoe life. Zoe is the Greek word for life. It can mean biological life, but it also talks about, it also talks about the life of God, that we are in union with God. Do you know you're in union with God? He says, we are in Christ, we're in him. 
We focus more of our attention on the outward man or the inward man. I know. I know we focus on the outward man. I don't see anybody in here that doesn't have their hair combed. Well, maybe. Do we focus on the, do, do, do you give your spirit man an opportunity to be encouraged? Oh, I just want to do, uh, um, let's go to Titus now. Thank you, Lord. Titus chapter 3, verse 4, he says, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior towards man appeared. I want to read that again. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. That reminded me of a song by the Jackson Five. You, you make me feel brand new. I sing this song for you. Make me feel brand new. (laughs) No, 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 no. He says, by renewing of the Holy Spirit. By renewing. You know, the Holy Spirit is to is to make us, I don't think, I think, I, you know, I've been depressed, but I've learned not to live there. I've been discouraged, but I've learned not to live there. I've wanted to knock people off, but I learned not to live there. I'm just, true confession. You're all priests of God. I've wanted to do a lot of things that were flesh, but I didn't stay there. I've learned that by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, he makes me new. Renewing of the Holy Spirit, if you like that better. By renewing of the Holy Spirit. But I have to... Open myself. I have to say, Lord, more. You know, when I went to Brazil, they spoke Portuguese. And they gave us these list of things that we should pray, you know, especially if you don't have an interpreter with you. And so I learned a few phrases. Mice means more. My senhor, more Lord. My senhor. My Senor, more Lord. My some more, more love. My Suspiritu Santo, more Holy Spirit. Gee, it was amazing what would happen when you would begin to pray those things and how God would begin to move in people's lives. My Sunsam Paracuda, more anointing for healing, Lord. And then there's more which if I was 25, I could tell you. (laughs) 
but more Lord, more Lord, more Lord. You know, if you had a if you had a wonderful experience in the past, don't just leave it in the past. Let God bring it, let God bring it up. Oh, I could tell you about an experience I had in 1967. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. But that's 1967. That's a long time ago. How about now? More, Lord. What did we talk about earlier? We talked about... Uh, we talked about asking. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. I didn't finish the scripture here. I got distracted by a song. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out abundantly. Amen. Say abundantly. Amen. You know, uh, when I was a kid, Brill Cream was, uh, was a hair tonic, you know. And their thing was a little dab will do you. And that's the way a lot of us Christians are with the Holy Spirit. We think a little dab will do us. No, you need to, you need to grease it up, man. You need more. You need more. He says, He poured out abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, having been justified made righteous by his grace that we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. You know, I can see better days ahead as I focus on him. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to get you out of here early. Er. Let me ask you, uh, let me just go through this go through this uh, quickly. What needs to be renewed in your life? Just a question. I, I'm not saying that these are just options, okay? I'm not saying that you necessarily need these, but these are options. What do you need renewed in your life? Do you need renewed fellowship with the Savior? Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Are you in agreement with the Savior? Are you saying what he says? Or are you saying the opposite of what he says? Just a thought. Are you, does your fellowship with others need to be renewed? Scripture says, how can they, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Also, well, again, I, I just want to focus on this. Does your fellowship with others, fellowship, say I was in the Navy. You're on a ship, you're out in the middle of the ocean, and you have to depend on each other. So you better be in good fellowship. What if I'd have got up one morning and said, man, I don't want to go to work. I don't care if those boilers are lit off or not. We would be dead in the water. What if the cook said, I don't want to cook today, man. I need a break. I have to cook three meals a day. 
If it was on a carrier, then you'd have 24-hour service, but I wasn't on a carrier. What if the guy that fixed, uh, we called them hull technicians. What if the guy that fixes the toilets decides he don't want to work today? Well, then you'd have to go back on the poop deck, but anyway. <laughs> I tell you what, I had the shock of my life. You know, I'm kind of a private person. I remember the first time I had to relieve myself, not number one. I had to relieve myself. There were no curtains on the stalls. So everybody was just facing each other, (laughs) passing the newspaper back and forth for reading, reading material. (laughs) So you better be in good fellowship or you won't get any newspaper. How can two, a three-fold cord is not easily broken. In other words, if we're together in fellowship and in strength, then we are stronger together than we are apart. How about you? Do you need do you need your attitude about life renewed? Well, in Isaiah chapter 55, he says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. But you know what? He wants our thoughts to be his thoughts. What about your family? Does your family life need a washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Well, this is the thing I found out that helped me the most was humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And he will lift you up. Hear and obey. Hear and obey. What about your finances? It's not just praying that God opens the door and cash flows out of heaven. Sometimes you need wisdom. Sometimes you need action. You actually might have to go to work. (laughs) Sometimes you have to apply the word. There again, hear and obey the spirit. What about love? Does your love need to be renewed? By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit? Well, do you know that love covers a multitude of sins? I'm not talking about you covering your sins. That's what the devil wants you to do, to cover your sins. But the Bible, but, but as we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The more you reveal it, the more it takes his power away from you. He has no power over you. But what he's talking about here is you covering other people's. In other words, you're not on the phone telling what everybody else, telling everybody else what so-and-so did. You know, it's just like uh, it's just like pointing the finger at somebody. You got three pointing back at you, not four, because this is a thumb. But you got three point, you're, you're outnumbered three to one. 
All right. Uh, how about your mind? Does your mind need the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit? Well, the Bible says to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. How about your health? Jeremiah 30, verse 17, I will restore health to you and I will heal your wounds, says the Lord. Also, Proverbs 4.22, For they, the word of God, are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. I'm going to quit there because the next one's just a long, just a long one. It could be a whole sermon in itself. So anyway, anybody get anything today? Ask. Keep on asking. Keep on asking. Lord, Holy Spirit, I you know... You know, I, I know you got saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, somebody, somebody said, when I got saved, I got it all. Well, if you got it all, where is it all? Think about that. If you got it all, where is it all? Where is it all? If you got it all, demonstrate it all. But I want more. I want more. So just ask. Keep on asking. Say, well, you know, I don't know if I believe that because uh, if you pray more than once, then it's unbelief. That's a lie. That's a lie. Keep on asking. Knock. Keep on knocking. Seek. Keep on seeking. Knock. Keep on knocking. Someone's knocking at the door. Okay, do him a favor, let Jesus in, right? Okay, well, let's have the, uh, let's have the uh, healing team come up.